0: Grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, are you afraid? And indeed, all of us, we come to fear at times, don't we? These past several weeks, especially, we find that we're afraid of sickness. You know, throughout the course of your life, you maybe were the pillar of health. You maybe got a mild cold and you didn't even give it a second thought. I Myself, in my past ministries, there were two falls in a row where I developed pneumonia. And I was still there in the pulpit on Sunday preaching. Now, certainly I wasn't visiting with people. I wasn't shaking people's hands in the back of the church. But I was still working, even though I had pneumonia. And you've done it, too. Right, things that you need to uh, accomplish, tasks that you needed to uh, fulfill. You're out there driving your truck when you had a fever of 104 because, right, the truck needed to get to to point A, to point B. You're out there, you know, tending to your farm, your livestock, even though you felt terrible because it had to be done. And now we come to the present day when, if I have a, a little sniffle, I'm almost afraid to go out in public, right? But we become a fearful. Now through, through this time, I was uh, driving the, the school bus to deliver food, right because school was canceled, but we still took the buses out and, and we drove the route and we delivered food to different families that had a, a real nice lady that rode with me to, to help get the food into the, the bags and, and you know take the, the bags to the kids and you know found out. Right? She, she was exposed to someone, had a little falls, worked with that person that developed the virus. And, and well, what's your first thought? What, what if she has it? Or she's sitting in the bus right behind you. What, what if she got, got the virus? And then, then maybe you have fears of, of, about spreading it to other people, right? You know, you're, you're just kind of uh, going along minding your own business and, you know, you kind of have seasonal allergies or, or whatever. And, and, you know, so you've you sneezed once. It's like, oh! Oh, no! I sneezed! What will other people think? I coughed I a little bit going to think about me? And so we, we see that we've come into this place where we have a lot of fear. Fear that, that maybe I'm going to make uh, other people uh, sick. Fear that, that other people might make me sick. What, what am I going to do? Uh, dear friends, uh, fortunately for us today, we we came to our church once again. Received from the days of Jesus, from the ancient times, the church was always regarded as a kind of a hospital. And certainly those ancient, you know, disciples in the beginning, they really had it made in a sense because they did have the gift of healing. We learned in our lesson for today the disciples could simply go out and they had authority even over evil spirits. Whatever sickness, whatever mental health issue a person had caused by an evil spirit, the disciples could drive them out. And furthermore, they could accomplish physical healings. People that, that had any kind of sickness or disease could come to the disciples. They could be healed in that way. But even though many of those gifts that have fallen by the wayside, or even though many of the gifts are perhaps not apparent in our, our churches within the, the United States at least, still the Holy Spirit gives mental healing. You see, really the, the primary function of, of the church, even still today, is that we would be able to enter into God's rest. That's why we're here. That's why we we gather together. That's why many people in the United States feel the church is still essential. During this time. Because it is supposed to be a place where we can come, yes, enter in with our fears and have our, our fears soothed a bit. Have our, our fears in a sense, you know, put to rest. Be able to come to a safe place, You see. And really, isn't isn't that one of the the things that, that we have accomplished in the last five years that I've been here? I mean, when you think about it, when you're planning to come to St. Peter Lutheran Church on Sunday, isn't it really a safe place for us? You know, you're, you're, no, you're going to walk in the door and people are going to smile. Right? And, and they're going to be able to greet you. Yeah. They're, they're going to shake your hand. They're going to ask, you know, how, how you're doing. And how are things going for you? I, I don't believe once in the five years <clears that> I've <throat> been here that, that I've ever, you know, looked in the back and seen people in heated arguments. You know? Why are you here? Why did you come here today? right Because it becomes a place of safety. Why did I come here today? Because I wanted to fellowship with my team, right? Because I wanted to experience that, that you know, inclusiveness as being part of the body of Christ. Because I wanted to be able to walk into a place where I was welcomed, you see. Now our Lord and Savior, He gave to each of the apostles in our text for today, you know, a a kind of a well of peace. That kind of a, a, a well that was, in a sense, ever flowing because each family they came to stay with the disciple could say, you know, God's peace be with you. God's peace, you know, be in this home. And it wasn't just words for them. But rather, it was that special ability to be right with God. To to be able to say, you know what, I am doing right. I am living right. I am connected to my Father. And now, certainly, the disciples might be deceived from time to time, and the Lord told them, you know, well, if if you get deceived, if you're at the, the wrong place, you know, just recall your peace. Walk out of that town, shake the dust from your feet. It'll be better for Sodom and Gomorrah than it will be for that place in the final judgment. But nevertheless, when things were going well, a disciple would go to a town, he'd give some of his peace to, you know, this particular family, and it it wasn't diminished, and the peace would remain with that family, he'd go to the next town, he'd give some of his peace to, to that next family, again, his peace was not diminished, but this family now had the Lord's peace, and that family back there still had the Lord's peace. The congregation had that peace, and this congregation had that peace, it continued onward ever multiplying. To be able to enter into God's rest. My sins are forgiven. I'm moving in the right direction. I'm doing the things that God wants me to do. I'm I'm saying the things that he wants me to say. I'm going to the places where he wants me to go and I'm staying away from the places where he doesn't want me. I have the peace. And friends, that is what our Lord desires for each and every one of us. That is the reason that we have churches throughout our land, throughout the world. So that people can come in, yes, they're weighed down with problems. Yes, yeah, in a, a state of worry, even a state of fear. We can come with our burdens, we can come with our sins, we can come with our anxiety, and we can lay it all down again. See? Perfect love casts out fear. Even though we may have succumbed to fear in these last couple of months, we can walk back in the church once again and experiencing that perfect love of Christ once more, we can be restored and we can be renewed. We can find that peace. Just think of the whole worship service as a part of that process. Right, well, what is it that causes fear? What is it that, that weighs us down? What is it that, that's making us anxious or kind of on edge? It's probably some kind of sin from the previous week, isn't it? And if you come in with that little bit of thing, you know, nine. your mind, right? That that, that person at work they they said something. Or that, that, that team out there made you not feel very welcome this week. That person kind of sniped at, at you, or that person was kind of snide in the grocery store, or you know, that person kind of hurt your, your feelings, whatever happened, and it kind of stuck it in your mind. You didn't forgive them right away, you just kind of lingered on it, right? And it's just kind of gnawing at you. And you walk into church, and maybe you're even grinding your teeth. You're thinking about how inconsiderate that other person was, and how much you maybe would like to get back at them still. And the service begins, and we confess our sin. I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you, God, that I'm still harboring hatred in my heart for that person out there that did that thing. No. And I know that I'm. Thing that, that I did that grudge that I was harvesting, it's wiped clean again. Right? It, it, it's like, you know, I, I've been going through the, this week and, and there was no clean water around. I couldn't take a shower and I'm feeling just kind of scuzzy. You know, after a a hard day on on the farm, or maybe you were sick for an extended period of time, you know, you couldn't really get to the shower, you couldn't take care of yourself, you just feel kind of, ugh. And now I walk into the church and I get the living water. It cleanses me from all of my sin. I'm clean again. As a called and ordained servant of the word, I announce to you the forgiveness of all your sins in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ. And see, you know, so it's not anything that I did. It's not that that I'm, you know, over there and I'm leading such a a holy life and I'm always in prayer and I'm doing all the spiritual discipline and all the spiritual exercises and I really have it going on. And so when I raise my hand and say, hey, you're forgiven, it just kind of, you know, some of my power goes out to you. But no, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, it happens. doing it and then with with your sin forgiven once again with that weight lifted up off of your shoulders and you're, you're starting to be able to hear the word of God once again and all right so we get to, to have some of our our textual readings for the day because you kind of know, don't you? There have been times in your spiritual life when you got up to read your Bible in the morning and it just seemed like word. And maybe the particular text you were in that, that day, you, you read through it and you, you didn't even understand it really that particular day because, you know, your sin weighed you down. You're angry and you're frustrated and you're fearful. Your your thoughts were scattered in many different directions. You couldn't quite connect with that, that Bible reading that day. You couldn't even quite hear it. But now with your sin forgiven, now having been washed clean once more, now with your mind dwelling upon the things of God, then that word goes out, doesn't it? And it seems so amazing because there's so many times through the course of our lives when we walked in the church and it seemed as if maybe the pastor picked out that particular text just for me today. And, and no, that's not even how it works because we have a lectionary, right? We have set readings for each particular Sunday. And, and so when I, I'm sitting at home, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, my wife really needs this particular word today. But rather, right, the the lectionary is is just there, it's printed on a a piece of paper, I I look at the piece of paper, I, I, I type the numbers you know, into my computer to produce the bulletin for the day. But it's because with our mind cleansed, our sins forgiven, we hear that word of God. It connects with us in a very personal way. God does it. And with our mind cleansed with that word of God connecting with us then we say our creed, right? And, and what is the, the creed? The creed is really the foundation of what we believe, and so we're reminded again exactly what is it that makes me a Christian? What are the the points that I have in common with other brothers and sisters throughout the world today? What is it that really, if I boil the Bible down to its bare foundation, I have to be able to believe to follow Christ? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. We go through the life of Jesus in the creed, don't we? He died. He was crucified. He rose again from the grave. He ascended into heaven. I believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Christian church, right? We're, we're not just a, a, a prop, we're not just window dressing, right? That we believe the church is necessary for our salvation. And that's exactly what I've been talking about through my whole sermon today, isn't it? That we believe we need a place to gather together, to have our sin forgiven, to hear that very word of God flowing once again. The communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, because after all, why are we doing that?
1: You know, if you and
0: I are are just here for, you know, 50, 60, 70 years and and then we die and that's the end, what's the point? Maybe I should, you know, eat, drink and be merry because if I'm just going to be dead, who really cares? And maybe I can just kind of live however I I want because if it's just a short time, what does it really mean? matter but no we at the end of the creed confess I believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting see the Bible says we're surrounded by this great crowd of witnesses you can almost uh, imagine you know like a, a bunch of people sitting in the stadium and these are all the people that have gone before us You know, your your, your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, your your brother, your sister, right? For many of you, they're they're sitting there, up in the stadium. They they, kind of see what's going on here in this world. And when you're you're doing good, you know, all of your loved ones are cheering for you. Right on, way to go! When you you, you do bad, they're kind of cringing up there, right? Oh, cover my eyes. I really fumbled that one. That happens. We're surrounded, though, by this great cloud of witnesses the people that have gone before us. They're watching us here on the field of play in this world, cheering for us, going crazy at times. And so, we do our best. Because there is going to be a resurrection of the body. There is going to be a life everlasting. We're going to be with our Lord in joy. And yeah, even though on the field of play we we fumbled at times, even though we, we made mistakes, even though we really blew it, Jesus loves us. Can you imagine that? Jesus knows our mind. He knows our every thought.
1: He knows you even better than your
0: brother or your sister. He knows you even better than your mom or your dad. He knows you even better than your husband or your wife. He knows what's going on inside. He knows the fears that you have. He loves you just the same he loves you with all of his heart he loves you so much he stretched out his arms and he died just for you the resurrection of the body the life everlasting hearts and minds back in tune with God, we then go to Him in prayer, as we will here in a few minutes. We're able to talk with our father as a, a son, as a daughter, talks with their father. We're able to intercede for our friends and neighbors because, well, we've been cleansed inside. We've been renewed once again. We've connected with God through His Word. We can ask as children, ask a loving father, Lord, help my friends. Help my nation. Help the people I love. Take care of them. Like when you were a little child, right? Maybe for you or your mom and dad, you know, they get on their knees beside you by your bed and you put your hands together, Now, you know, for for me growing up, it was, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Remember that little prayer? And then you would always say, you know, God bless Mommy and Daddy and Grandma and Grandpa and Uncle Johnny and Uncle Daniel and Sally. Right? And so we can be again our Lord in prayer, as a, a little child, clean once again, renewed in our hearts and minds, connected to God, knowing of His love, our sins forgiven, blessing His name. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.